there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hi, I'm Wendy Zuckerman, and you're listening to Science Versus from Gimlet. Today, we have a short story for you about a scientist who's living inside a nightmare. This story came to us from producer Ilya Komanovsky, and he told us about this amazing scientist that you're about to hear from. So late one evening, me and Ilya called her up. Ilya tells the story from here. Dr. Olga Shpak studies bowhead whales out in the far east of Russia, in the Ohotsk Sea. And these bowheads were heavily hunted, and by 1960s, they almost died out. So Olga has been studying the ones that are left, trying to count them to see how many bowhead whales there are. But she told me, if you or I would see a bowhead breaching the water, you'd forget about science and be awestruck just by its sheer size. So this is a huge, huge animal. Imagine a large bus. Books say they reach uh, 100 tons. It's like a dozen elephants. And Olga takes biopsies of these giants so she can ultimately ID each and every one of them. That means her day would begin with her jumping in this small inflatable boat with a crossbow. So yes, we do it, and we do it with a crossbow. We shoot an arrow with a special tip, with a biopsy tip, and the arrow penetrates the skin but only the skin. And the arrow falls off, pulling off a teeny bit of the whale's skin. And then Olga goes in her little boat to collect it. So by now you should know two things. Olga is a badass who uses a crossbow for her research. And bowhead whales are some of the biggest and sturdiest whales in the world. It was hard to imagine how any animal could kill one, you know, other than humans. But then, several years ago, Olga saw a bowhead whale get attacked in this really gruesome way. And at the time, she didn't know any researchers who had documented this before. So it all started in the summer of 2015. Olga is in her small inflatable boat in the Ohotsk Sea. The water is calm and blue. She and her colleague see a beautiful bowhead whale and move in close to get a biopsy. But then they see a family of killer whales. Five or six of them, it's hard to tell. And you need to know that this bowhead, although it's just an adolescent, is much bigger than these killer whales, several times heavier. So it doesn't seem like the bowhead should be in trouble. But then suddenly, Olga, notices that one of the killer whales is accelerating and it's heading straight for the bowhead. Huge, huge, huge speed. And it rams into the whale. It's amazing. And they keep doing this time after time after time. They're moving with such speed that every time they ram into the bowhead, they flip over its giant body. 
and Olga realizes that they're ramming the whale at one specific place, the ribs, right behind the front flipper. It looks like they're trying to break the whale's ribs and puncture its lungs. And they do it. It's like you have no doubt that, that the, the, the ribs are broken. The whale was spitting out blood from its nostrils. The whale is fiercely trying to protect itself. And the only thing the bowhead whale can protect itself with is the huge and powerful tail. So the bowhead whale is thrashing its tail around, trying to whack the little bastards out of the way. Blood and blubber start seeping from the wounds. Yeah, of course we see the blood. I mean, when we are, uh, if like sometimes we go like 40 meters away, of course we see the blood, like the entire boat is covered with blubber. The killer whales keep ramming into the ribs of the bowhead. And when the whale is weak, they start biting it and pushing the whale down to drown it. The whale is losing massive amounts of blood and is having trouble breathing. And that's it. The hunt was successful. When the whale is dead and they started to eat it, they tear, they tear a whale apart. They tear the jaw, they eat the tongue and feast it on it for, for several hours. What does it feel like being uh, in the middle of all that? Oh, exciting. <laughs> exciting? Well, it looks, it, yes, yes, it looks terrible, but I mean, just imagine, just imagine how much adrenaline, adrenaline you get when you see this. And that's, it's, I mean, no matter how terrible it looks, it's nature and it's very powerful. As a scientist, I, I must say it was exciting. Indigenous people in the Arctic knew that the killer whales could take down bowheads. And now, Olga's team had filmed it so the world could see. But when you, when you see it, you don't think that you're the first team of scientists that it's happening. You're just, you're just, totally, you're just totally immersed in the situation. Like, I, I just think now that like, we don't think much. We have too many things to do. So you're, just, you're busy and excited and busy and excited. When Olga told Wendy and me this whole saga of the whale attack, it was late where she was, past midnight. So, um, hold on, I lost my thought. It's, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't pronounce great. it, okay. You're doing yeah, great, uh, just... <laughs> The Zoom cut out entirely at one point. Yeah, Olga, can you hear us? Olga. And I talked to Wendy about Olga. But yeah, she looks very tired. I mean, I haven't seen her in like a month or so. She's much, much more tired. So uh, I can only imagine what she's been through uh, during that month. Yeah. None of what we spoke about so far was anywhere near a nightmare for Olga. She's a scientist and she was excited to be in the middle of killer whales doing their kill. But now she's living her worst nightmare. Olga is Ukrainian. She's from Kharkiv, a large Ukrainian city near the Russian border. And for months now, it's been under heavy attack by Russia. A few days before the war began in February, Olga was in Russia, in Moscow. That's where she worked at the scientific institute, and that's where she studied the whales for years. 
When she got back on the Zoom, we stopped talking about the whales and started talking about what's been happening. So I lived and worked in Russia and I loved, I loved my work. I loved people I worked with in, in Russia. And then uh, in late February, I just, I started to worry that, I mean, I started to worry about the situation. I just started to worry and I, I started to go crazy. And on, on February 23, uh, I came to Kharkov to be with my mom if something happens. We had wonderful family night, and then we all woke up at five in the morning on February 24. What woke you up? My brother's call. <laughs> he woke up because of bombing, and he called me immediately to say the war started. Like, he woke me up with the words, the war started. And this is when everything changed. Now, Olga is a volunteer in Kharkiv, organizing food and medicine, anything she can. Like a couple of weeks ago, a friend of Olga's came to her. He brought pizzas. He brought a full car of pizzas. And he calls me and he says, like, I have a full car of pizzas, but I will only give them to children. So your task is to find a place where about 40, 50 children are concentrated. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so she asked around and found out that lots of kids were hiding inside the metro station, like in a bomb shelter. So me and him, we together came down to that metro station. We were giving out pizzas to children. That was such a, such a touching event. Because first of all, when we came down there, we found children playing football uh, underground. Like they had their like, new normal. And it's amazing, it's amazing to see this, this adaptation. Uh, screaming, playing. As soon as the word pizza <laughs> was pronounced, they were like, like ants, they started to, to, to come from all the places. But Olga says this was a rare moment of joy. Most days, it's just horrific. There's so many people being killed. You just, you just can't imagine what's, what's happening here. It's too devastating. To just distract yourself, or have you ever in the last months now been thinking about, like, whales in your old work, or you just can't? Honestly, 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 no. To be honest, I, like, I get so tired. Like, I simply, like, my colleagues still, still send me emails, and the work hasn't stopped. I, I just... Uh, I mean, whales, like, there is no, seriously, there is no space for whales. Like, besides, I don't think that the whales will feel worse without me, at least for a couple of months. So they, can, they can survive just fine. Uh, everything changed in my life on February 24. So I, I hope to be back to science, but I, to be honest, now I'm not even sure uh, I will be. And I definitely don't know when I will be. Since we spoke, Kharkiv has continued to be hit by Russian rockets. And just a few days ago, Olga buried her first family member. Her cousin Anna was born the same year as Olga, and she died on the battlefield in Ukraine. And no one knows when this nightmare will end. 
Ilya Komanovsky is a science journalist from Russia. When the war started, he fled the country. He hosts his own podcast called Naked Mole Rat, which is in Russian. This was just a snippet from our show, Science Versus. If you want to listen to more from us, then head over to our main podcast feed. Just plug in Science Versus, that's Science VS, in the search bar on Spotify, and we have just heaps of episodes for you. This season, we tackled processed food, misinformation, as well as ASMR. And we asked, how does it hijack the brain? I'm Wendy Zuckerman. Back to you next time.